0: It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
1: It is a wonderful football Wednesday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley, and it's you here with us on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. And what a badass two hours of wagertainment it will be coming your way. Um, I feel like the two hours that we're about to give you are going to be really great. I don't know, though, if we can be completely honest. They'll be as good as the first hour of the show. Which was uh which was something uh, Mike Gallagher from established the run talking NBA first time we've had him in but almost almost three months right so that was great to welcome Mike Gallagher back to the show and Jay Billis from ESPN also joined us in our number one talking all things college basketball getting ready for conference tournaments the NCAA tournament and even thoughts on uh, some of tonight's big games including the Tennessee Auburn tilt <laughs> love that word the tilt tonight tilt. in uh, yeah. in in Knoxville. Uh, so, yeah, all sorts of good stuff from Jay Bellis, Mike Gallagher. Um, if you missed it and you want to check it out, just uh, search You Bet wherever you find your podcast for hour number one of today's show. Pete Prisco from CBS Sports will join us live from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis next hour, giving us all the latest news and rumors, his thoughts on Kirk Cousins, where Kirk Cousins might sign, his thoughts on what the Chicago Bears are going to do, Caleb Williams, the wide receivers in the draft, all sorts of good stuff in the NFL coming up from our friend Pete Prisco. Eight buckets next hour, as Ken and I will guess, win totals for teams in the AFC. And we will start with Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf. And the New England Patriots, the new look Ooh. New England Patriots halters of the of the third overall pick in the draft. So Patriots will start with eight buckets, and at the end of the show, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. A loaded slate in college hoops, abbreviated slate in the National Hockey League, that's okay. And some games in the NBA as well. So bets coming up at the end of the show. But for now, Ken, let's uh let's keep talking about what we saw last night. We'll hit some stuff from college hoops this hour. We'll hit a couple topics from the National Hockey League this hour, but uh more on the NBA. And I feel like I don't even really want to belabor the point anymore because at the end of the Mike Gallagher interview, we talked about six man of the year. And like, you, we didn't even like, mean to talk about it. Yeah. You asked an open-ended just, question like about award markets.
0: It wasn't yeah, it was just any award you want, pick whatever you'd like. What's interesting to you. I mean, your heart, your heart skipped a beat on that answer. I'm sure. So isn't it,
1: would you say right now that sports betting, right? Not like, it's like sports content. Like, you would never, like, turn on, like, a national radio show and they'd be talking about, like, six man of the year in the NBA. But as far as, like, betting is concerned, I know, like, the NCAA tournament, that's not, like, what I'm talking about. Not, like, the NCAA tournament or, like, who's going to win the Super Bowl, stuff like that. Is this the most interesting thing right now in, like, all of sports betting? Like, who's going to win six man in the
0: NBA? I think it's the most interesting to us. I don't think it's the most interesting to most i'd be curious like on our network like how often this topic is covered versus other stuff so i I think like we're insulate like we we care about it a lot (laughs) and i think you might be uh, right about that (laughs) well i just yeah i mean i don't want to say like six man's like that this is the hottest thing in sports betting like it's honestly the hottest thing in sports betting is probably like how many people are betting the unders in the nba tonight because they can't stop winning and because all these teams are still on bad schedule spots so like that's probably good too but like for you know like the show tends to take on the personality of the people who host it. And you really, really like, like watching a ton of games and talking about sports. I really like betting stuff that takes the entire season to grade out that, to, which is who's going to win the title, who's going to win divisions, awards, things that take a little while to process. And, uh, and of all those markets, um, this is the most interesting one and it's not close and it's not even that this one's interesting it's that all the other ones are not very interesting like Luca loses again last night mvp is starting to narrow into a two-player race it can still be other guys but it's starting to narrow into a two-player race most of the other awards are one player races rudy Gobert's probably going to win defensive player of the year i don't even know who's going to come in second like you know coach of the year is mark Dagnalt or the celtics if they win 70 games like just, these are we're starting to like just know what these things are victor Wembanyama. Uh, is almost certainly going to win Rookie of the Year because every night he does stuff where you like rewind the video on your phone to see that he did the thing that you think he did. And just like, how to, I don't understand how he like dunked, his like Michael Jordan and Space Jam type stuff at the end of the game with the arm extent. So like these things are set. And this is the only one I feel like we have that's not set. And not only is it not set, But I feel like the favorites are extremely vulnerable and moving in the wrong direction. And so that's what makes it the most interesting. Um, So we can talk about like some of the things we saw last night. You can mention what Mike Gallagher said there in terms of you want to bet. You can give the odds in this market, which I think are interesting. But yeah, I I think like uh, an in-depth discussion, like if you like season-long bets or like handicapping something that like, you know, this type of market, then this is where it's at right now.
1: Right, so let's talk about it. Sixth man of the year right now in the NBA, where it could be like a great opportunity to make some money here. So let's discuss. Uh, Malik Monk of Sacramento remains uh, a minus choice to win the award. Uh, the Kings did not play last night. Uh, they are on the road tonight at the Denver Nuggets. I would like for Denver to win that game and Malik Monk to score zero points because I don't have money on Malik Monk to win this award. He's minus 145. Uh, Norman Powell of the Clippers. They play the Lakers tonight. Powell at 5-1. to one. And I will give four other names here uh, and the odds for these four players. They all play at last night and I'll talk about how they played in the game. Tim Hardaway of Dallas is plus 550. He only scored 4 points in last night's game. Karis LeVert of the Cleveland Cavaliers is now 8 to 1, 11-4 and 6 for LeVert last night as the Cavs beat the Mavericks on the Max Strews uh, buzzer beater from Akron. Uh, Nas Reed, the world the world is his for the Minnesota Timberwolves, 18 to 1 went for 22 and 6 last night and my guy Bobby Portis 21 and 7 last night for the Milwaukee Bucks as they beat Charlotte by like 50. That was a, imagine betting like laying 14 and a half like I did last night and it's just never a sweat the entire game. It was really great. Uh Portis 21 and 7 his odds move from 125 now 100 to 1 at our show sponsor the King of Sportsbooks. Bet MGM. So I left some names out that are also kind of like Russell Westbrook's thirty to one, for instance. I wanted to keep it to these, Ken. So let's discuss six man of the year. Monk and Powell will both play tonight. You know my guy's Bobby Portis. What do we think of this market?
0: It's not even just that uh, that Monk and Powell play. So like Monk plays at Denver, Powell plays the Lakers. Lavert second night of a back to back at Chicago. Hardaway second night of a back to back at the Raptors. Nas Reed second night of a back to back home against Memphis everyone you're going to care about is playing tonight basically in this market um with almost no exception portis is the only one not playing uh of the of the compelling candidates and i just want to i don't want to speak for mike but i will also note yeah yes mike said he liked bobby portis also he started the answer by saying he loved malik monk to win the award and like thought his price should be bigger so he basically was like it's malik monk unless it's portis was his framing um and i agree with him just in that malik monk is the most likely player to win but i think the question that you should be asking if it's minus 145 in a market with 25 games left is okay he can be the most likely but how likely is he Is he, do we think he's 80% to win an award? I think there are a lot of candidates in a lot of award markets who are 80, 90%. They got to hit the games minimum depending on the award. And then it's off and running and we just wait for the votes to come in. In some situations, it's like an injury conversation. Uh, Then there are some awards, I think like this one, where the most likely player to win might only have like a 30% chance of winning because like seven guys can win. And we don't know kind of what the probabilities are yet for sure, but we feel pretty confident it's open. And uh, what I mean by that with Monk is I think he's the most likely player to win. But I mean, his (laughs) the two criteria that define the award team success, player success, uh, his scoring off the bench is very, very, very marginally ahead of other players to the degree that if he just didn't play quite as well for about 10 games and somebody else averaged 18 for 20 games. I mean, these are easy to believe things happening then his lead has evaporated and it's happened very fast and it's uh it's even if he's a 0.3 points per game ahead of someone that is not a guarantee that voters who tend to do some kind of wacky stuff with this award sometimes won't be like well malik monk's ahead by point three. stamp that's my vote like no it's going to mean that the conversation goes on for a long time and and people might choose to go with somebody else team success seven and a half point underdog tonight they're at minnesota in two days it's very likely to be 0-2. Now, they can win tonight, and he could have 50. This is There's no certainty in any of this. But you just go by, like, what do we think is going to happen? And a good way to inform what we think is going to happen is to use the betting markets. And they're a really big underdog tonight. They're going to be a really big underdog in a couple days. So they're going to lose both those a lot. And when that happens, they'll average out to, like, a 45-win team uh that's about the bare minimum for team success for a guy who's going to win this for a guy who doesn't average a lot of points anyway versus past winners he averages about 15 a game his minutes are also getting eaten into by someone else on the rotation right now chris duarte who started playing more these are all things that make you think okay he can win and he's the most likely but what would what percent chance would you even put on that i mean i would say right now i i probably give him no more than maybe like a like a 40 or a 45% chance to win at best. And that's like a rose. That's like a rosy outcome, I think, or a rosy probability for him. And I think there are a few other guys who can be taken really seriously if we just project out how the season is going to go.
1: By the way, whatever you say, Chris Duarte... Did you watch the show Eastbound and Down on HBO? I did. Power show. I didn't. I, I, don't, okay. yeah, I don't know where you're going here, but I'm sure there's. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sure this great. is
0: good. Whatever it is. Yeah. So
1: Will, Will Ferrell plays a, a character on the show. I thought um, Ashley Schaefer. He looks like Ric Flair, like the way his hair is. He's and sure. he's obviously Will Ferrell's really funny, and he he does like these ad lib bits that like break the cast all the time, and like there are some really funny like YouTube behind the scenes of everyone just like laughing hysterically, and he does this one like shtick, and he talks about this guy Bob Duato out of nowhere, and they do like. It, it makes absolutely no sense, but it's really it's one of the most memorable moments from the show. And every time you say Chris Duarte, I think of Bob Duato from Eastbound and Down for the people, people that have watched that show. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday talking last night in the NBA. So I I got Bobby Portis. I was pumped to see him with the twenty one and seven last night. But ahead of tonight's games, anything to do here, Ken and Sixth Man of the Year? And if not, we can uh, we can move on to some other topics.
0: I mean, look, you you know, the way award markets work and the fact that they stay open in a bunch of places during the games, look, you can always try to what I call front-run the stuff, which means you can try to get in bets when you know more than the book does, like, oh, like, you know, a good example would be like an injury right a guy goes down hurt and you're like well i gotta get in the bets before they close the market people i think like to do that stuff all the time you can do it with player performance you know as as hardaway is playing poorly and lavert is playing well i know a bunch of people bet lavert that was my answer yesterday for who the best bet was at price and he was 16 18 in some places 14 in others uh that's gone and it's not probably not coming back, by the way, because I think he he might be the answer to who is actually the the second most likely player to win behind Hardaway and or behind Monk rather. And I would just I would also frame the market this way: you have a favorite who we've now gone over, like is the most likely to win, but I would say the case is fragile or uh, it's uh, you know easily shaken by something that's going to happen. Um, but it is the favorite right now, and that's okay. Uh, the second choice was Tim Hardaway and I said yesterday I wouldn't be surprised if he was 20 to one in a week he was three to one okay today he's 550 where do you think that's going uh they lost again last night they have the same problem Sacramento has he has an equal like a, a another problem which is that he doesn't score very much anymore since Kyrie and Luca play together he doesn't take as many shots doesn't make as many shots that's really problematic uh, also I'm not even sure he wants to win I think he's like dying to start more so I like, think this is this is all a big problem so which is okay, fair, your second right? choice <laughs> right but your second choice is 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 your second choice is on the fast train to 100 to one and someone's going to take that win probability and right now the answer has been karis lavert and to a lesser extent nas reed okay so like what again that's that's your second choice your third choice is norman powell and this is like again curious just because i i get the case but like westbrook's on the second unit it's like the scoring is really all over the place and inconsistent and he started the other night because Paul George missed a game. And I would just remind people, like, this is what we fell for with Emmanuel Quickly last year, where he started starting games and had, like, 30, you know, one night, I think, against the Celtics. And voters actually held that against him when they voted. Voters were like, well, he did it when he started. So, like, n- not my sixth man. It's like, well, it's actually, like, Powell starting. Well, now I don't get to use that game of stats. Now it doesn't actually matter. Like, that's that's almost how you should treat these things. That's an exaggeration, but, like... It, it doesn't actually help when you do that kind of stuff so like to me he's in a pool with all these other candidates and you're just talking about okay if, if there are five players let's say behind hardaway you have norman powell you have karis Levert, you have portis and you have nas reed and you have these four, so four candidates behind uh behind tim hardaway right now and behind malik monk uh does any is any of them actually way more likely than the other one to win way more likely. Not like small, like you can have an argument about it. Like Nasrid will have the most team success. He scores the least. Portis will have the second most team success. He scores the second least. Then Powell and Lavert score more. Their teams are probably going to be slightly worse. They all kind of balance out in a really funny, weird way. And my answer with Lavert yesterday was like, I want a bigger, I want the big price then. And now it's not big anymore. He got bet. Okay. Who's my next guy going to be? It's going to be Portis. If they go on a huge run here, which it looks like this is gonna be a thing, uh also oh, they yeah. you know who they play you know who they play next time in their next game? Charlotte again. They play
1: Charlotte again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They play the Bulls after that. Like this is just, okay, let's say they rip off eight, nine, ten in a row and portis wasn't playing really well and the bench being bad was the story of the first half of the season doc comes in let's say they turn things around like who's gonna get the credit for that doc will get like a little bit of it but people don't like him very much Giannis was already playing at an mvp level before lillard was already really good oh well like bob bobby portis was the one guy who bought in he was the veteran who like really and now we've won 10 in a row like a 20 a game he's playing a lot I just—I know people don't like him now. I don't really care about now. Twenty games from now, when they've won a billion games in a row, how are people going to feel about him? They're going to feel a lot better than a hundred to one about him versus some of the other candidates. So I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, I'm. am about to have my first child, and uh, I could use—I could use the money. <laughs> Let's, <right>. go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Milwaukee. I'll tell you what. If he wins sixth man of the year, I will not name my daughter Portis Costos. But it'll be up for consideration. Coming up next, uh, we'll talk about the balance of power in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk Celtics. We'll talk Bucks. Are the Cleveland Cavaliers a legit threat to those two teams? We'll discuss on the other side.